welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chelsea Hagen. How is everyone this morning? Pentecost Sunday, how can you not be good? Come on, Jesus. So good. Praise you, Jesus. Got an awesome word from God um, that's really going to break through and really going to help a lot of us in this place. So let's just pray. Holy Spirit, sweet Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence. I thank you for your word. Lord God, the word that sets us free, Lord Jesus, a truth that comes and it sets us free, God. Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, that every heart in this place, God, would be open, Heavenly Father, to your word, Lord God. Let it bring conviction. Let it bring change. God, let it inspire. Let it encourage. Let it love. Let it comfort, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this word. God, that your word will not fall to the ground, God, but it will accomplish that which you send it to do. Jesus, that it would bear much fruit in every person's life here, God, including my own, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Come and have your way, Holy Spirit. Come and move in this place, God. Come and move in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I love Jesus. He's amazing. Awesome. So I'm going to, um, I just really, you know, even just people talking about going deeper and God's given me a word today that we can go deeper in Him and it's called from the inside out. And so the transformation happens on the inside of us when we get born again and we become partakers of God's divine nature. So it's no longer us that live, but it's Christ that lives in us and through us now. Hallelujah. So I just want to ask people in this place, if you can just raise your hand, is there anyone here that struggles with thoughts? I'm in the right place then. Hallelujah. Awesome. This is really going to help you and really challenge you and really empower you and give you a couple of keys um, and just different ways of dealing with those thoughts that come. Because every single one of us, is, even when we're not Christian, the thoughts come. We just don't realize they're of a demonic nature. We think it's us saying them. So the enemy doesn't come with saying, you're depressed. He comes with, I'm depressed. He doesn't come with, oh, you're sick. No, I'm sick. And he tries to get us to take on that and own that it's ours when it's actually not. And so I just want to make us aware. It says, don't be unaware of the enemy's schemes. And I really want to make us aware of what we're meditating on and what we're thinking on and what um, fruit it's producing in our life. Because it all starts here. It all starts in our mind. And we can stop it. We can nip it in the bud as soon as we get that thought. Just like junk email. You know, when you've got that junk email and you don't even look at it, you know, it just filters out. And we've got to be like that in our walk with Christ. Every day, we've got to make sure that we're deleting the junk. Amen? So we'd have hundreds, probably if not thousands of thoughts that go through our mind every single day. Every single day from the minute we wake up to the minute we go to sleep, there's all these trains of thought. They're everywhere. And I know if I want to reach a destination, I know if I'm going to visit my mum in Ballarat, that I want to get on the right train to reach the destination that I need to go to. I don't want to get on a train to, to go to New South Wales. I'll be going in the wrong direction. But so often when we get on those trains of thought and those wrong trains of thought, 
they can take us in the opposite direction of God's voice, of God's kingdom, and they can completely derail us from where God wants us. And so we need to be aware. We don't need to get on every train of thought that keeps going through our minds. You've actually been given authority. You've been given authority over what to think, what to meditate on in your minds. We don't have to meditate on every single thing that comes into our mind. And so I want to show you the difference between what we should be meditating on and what we shouldn't. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't want to get on the wrong train of thought through offense, through jealousy, through comparison, through hopelessness, through despair, through self-defeating through anger, whatever it is. We don't want to get on those trains of depression, of anxiety, of heaviness. We want to let those trains just swing on by. We want to get on the trains of God's thoughts. Amen. So I just want to, you know, I just want to share. It's so easy in Christianity after a while, you know, just to be able to to even act the part. (laughs) Amen. To say the right things, to do the right things, to to always have the right response. But God wants to take us deeper than that. He wants to take us to the inward man and what we're meditating on and what we're thinking about in our daily life. Because I'm telling you, there is nothing hidden from God. Our lives, our hearts are laid bare before Him. He sees everything. He knows you more than anyone else could possibly know you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He had a plan for your life before you were even born. He knew you. He knew you. He planned you. And God knows us. He knows the good, the bad, the ugly. And guess what? He still loves us. Even while we were yet sinners, He still died for us because of that love. He loved us first before we even first loved Him. And so God's thinking about you. He's meditating on you. He loves you. It says His thoughts are more than all the sand, all the grains of sand on the whole earth. He's thinking about you because He loves you. Good thoughts towards you. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I just want to, you know, I don't know about you, but I want to go deeper in Him and I want to have that holiness and that, that purity in my heart is what is going on in the inside is the same that's being reflected on the outside. Because I tell you what, you know, the Pharisees acted the part. The Pharisees acted the part. They, they looked great on the outside. They said they did all the right things and they became self-righteous and they became holier than thou and they were just untouchable. But Jesus saw beyond that. They fooled man. They fooled man, but they couldn't fool God. God went straight for the heart and He said, you're full of dead men's bones. God is interested in every part of our life, not the outward, but the inward. The inward. And so would you allow us to go deeper today, to go deeper into His Word, to let Him really challenge us and convict us and show us where the area of thought in our life is leading us in the wrong direction. We'll be willing to change, be willing just to say, God, I need help in this area because nearly every single hand went up. You know, if you don't struggle with thoughts, I'll come and talk to you later because we all do. 
We all do. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. So nothing's hidden from God. We can fool man, but we can't fool God. And so I want to take this back to the Word, and I want to show you an example of how God sees. So if we can go to Genesis 18.12. Genesis 18.12. Hallelujah. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. So we're talking about Sarah and Abraham. So Sarah fell pregnant. She's about 90 to 100 years old, well past being able to even fall pregnant. And this is, <laughs> this is Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind them. Abraham and Sarah were already old and well advanced in years. And Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, after I am worn out and my master is old, now how will I have this pleasure? Note she laughed to herself and she thought. She didn't actually say anything outward. Then the Lord said unto Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But God said, Yes, you did laugh. She laughed to herself. No one else heard her. But God heard her. So I think God's more, more concerned about what's going on the inside of us and what's actually coming out of our mouth. Hallelujah. So God heard her inward thoughts as though she had physically spoken them out. They carried weight. They carried weight in the spirit of what she was meditating on. Matthew 12, 25 and here's Jesus, and knowing their thoughts, Jesus said unto them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. And so he's the, <laughs> the Pharisees are having a go at him. It says he, knowing their thoughts. God knows our thoughts, every single one of them. Mark 2, 8 and immediately when Jesus perceived to know upon some mark, to be fully acquainted with and recognize in his spirit that they were reasoning. And this word reasoning is cast in mind to consider, to dispute, to think within themselves. He said unto them, why are you reasoning about these things in your hearts? And in that, that hearts is feelings, minds, and thoughts. So God is really important to God, what we're meditating on, what we're thinking about. Very important to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says in Romans 12, 2, be not conformed. And that word conform means to be fashioned to a like, the same pattern to this world but be ye transformed, change. We're not meant to look like the world. We're not meant to just somehow just slide on in like the chameleon and one minute we're Christian, the next minute we're in the world. It doesn't work like that. We need to be sold out for heaven. We need to be 100% in, all chips in. There's no plan B. It's either all or nothing. Give them everything you've got. 
everything you've got. He doesn't want us to be lukewarm. He doesn't want us to have one foot in the world and one foot out. One foot in the world, one foot out. Come on, He's worth it. He's worth our life to be 100% sold out. Jesus, He's worth it. He's worth it. And I'm telling you, you won't find any satisfaction in this world like you do with Jesus and walking with Him. There's nothing that compares. So by the renewing, that word means renovation of our minds. I don't know about you, but before I was born again, I really needed a good renovation in my mind. The whole house needed to be knocked down, including the foundation. Everything needed to be ripped up. I needed to learn again. I needed to learn what it was to live in the kingdom of God. It was completely opposite to the world. It was completely opposite to the kingdom that I've been living in. I had to learn. It was like, wow, I was honestly like trying to walk and crawl again. I had no idea that this kingdom existed. My whole world was just filled with drinking and drugs and sleeping around and all this junk, depression, anxiety, fear. That was my world. And now I've stepped into God's world. He calls us out of the kingdom of darkness. He doesn't want you in the kingdom of darkness anymore and into His glorious light. We're sons and daughters, and we're to walk in the light as He walks in the light. We're to be holy as He is holy. We're to walk, we're to, we're to represent Jesus. We're to represent Him to the world. We're not to look like the same. Be ye conformed, hallelujah, by the renewing of your mind. And that's our thoughts, our feelings, and our will that you may prove, that you can test, discern, approve and examine what is that good and acceptable, fully agreeable and well-pleasing. Man, I want to be well-pleasing to God. I don't know about you, not by works, but I want to be well-pleasing to Him. I love Him. I want Him to be pleased. And perfect will of God, that's the mature will of God. And so how do we prove what is of God and what isn't of God? It's funny, even in the banking world, so they know a counterfeit, they'll know the real thing. They know the feel of it. They, they study it. They, they know it. And then when a counterfeit comes, they know it's not a real, a real note. And one of the ways that they test that is they get that note and they hold it up to the light. They examine it. Come on. That's what we've got to do. We've got to get those thoughts and we've got to examine them up to the light of God, up to the Word of God. Does it match up? Does it match up? Is this God's thought or is this a counterfeit thought? Is this God's way of doing things or is this a counterfeit? Have I fallen for a lie? And I tell you, when you're in the Word and you know the truth, when that lie comes, it's so obvious. It's a counterfeit. But we need to be in the Word. We need to know what the truth is. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.8 is the light that is a testing light to see whether the thought we're having from God or not, and we let it go. So what we want to do is we want to examine these thoughts a little bit closer. So Philippians 4.8. Okay, so we're going to go. Just going to have a look, right? So say we get thoughts. It might be a little bit hard to see. You might have to come up later maybe and get a picture of it. But um, 
that's that better? Okay, so here we go. We got. So we've got thoughts coming at us all day, every day. There's a thought process of what's going on. So what we want to do is when we have those thoughts, this is what we want to look at. Whatever, whatsoever things are true. Sorry, board's wobbling a bit. Is that thought true? Whatsoever things are honest. This is how we test if that thought is from God or not. Whatsoever things are just, which is innocent, holy, and right. So just. So I'm just going to fit holy in there because there's not much room. So whatsoever things are true, honest, and just. Whatsoever things are pure, clean, modest, and perfect. Hallelujah. Whatsoever things are lovely, friendly towards, and acceptable. So let's put lovely up there. So sometimes we can have a thought and straight away it's knocked out, even if we ask, is that true? Without even going through the whole list, we can knock that thought out because it's not even the truth of God. See, I'm telling you, the enemy only has power over you if you believe a lie of his over God's truth. That's the only time he was stripped of all authority at the cross. He has none. But he tricks us and deceives us into believing and warring against God's word in our own minds, in our own hearts, in our own feelings, in our own emotions. And he starts that war where we start warring against and we start forgetting what God said in the first place. And we need to make those thoughts captive and line up with the word of God. Amen. Whatsoever things are of good report, so well spoken of and reputable. So we, it says to take thought, take captive of those thoughts. And when you've got someone captive, you'd like take them like a prisoner and you examine them. But so often we can just be distracted with things and just all these thoughts are coming. And before we know it, we're bombarded with all these kind of thoughts that aren't of God that are going to take offense and are going to take root in our lives. So we need to be aware and on the ball of what's actually going through our mind and what we're meditating on during the day. If there be any virtue, excellence, praise, and if there be any praise, think on. So God wants us to take inventory on, estimate, conclude, esteem, reason, and number those things. So He wants us to, to be focused on praise. Is what we're meditating on, is it um, esteeming people? Is it excellent? Is it praiseworthy? And those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, do. There's that word, do. We don't just hear it and go, oh, that's really nice, God. He wants us to do something with those thoughts. He wants us to take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. If you have a thought of envy or jealousy, you can just chuck that straight out the window. It's not God. They're not your thoughts. The enemy will come with fiery darts, but they're not your thoughts. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it says, do, and the peace, the God of peace shall be with you. So if we would meditate on these things, if we would meditate on these things, and we're going to have the peace of God with us, the God of peace with us as we meditate on those things. These are the right train that you want to go down. And if those thoughts aren't lining up, then that train of thought, Oh, there we go. That's awesome. Hallelujah. You guys are amazing. And if, um, if they don't line up, we're going in the wrong direction. We're being deceived and we're going in the wrong direction. And so God doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to bring it back and line up. And so the Pharisees, they looked all great on the outside, but what they really missed big time was grace, mercy, compassion, They had none of that. It was just you hold to the law and and they were just the full-on lawgivers and they looked great on the outside, but I tell you, on the inside, they weren't. And I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be, that word Pharisee, you know, is um, an actor. I don't want to be an actor. I want to be the same on the inside as I am on the outside. I want to be the same. I want to be the same. I want it to look the same. I might struggle and I might, you know, struggle with different things, but I want it to be the same God where my heart is open and honest, God. And I'm like, God, I need grace. Help me to change. Help me to change, Jesus. And that's where I'm telling you when you need help in those times, that's where grace meets faith. And He'll help you. He's our very present help in time of trouble. You know, I want to encourage you, even if, you know, you... you, look at this message and go far out God you know that's okay that's okay God celebrates progress and when we're aware we can just begin to walk that out God this is your word God this is the direction I need to go in we're all growing we're all changing we're all being made into the image of Christ every single one of us and I don't know I haven't attained to that yet I don't know if anyone has but I press towards the mark of the high call of Christ. I want to get better at it. I want to change on the inside. Holy Spirit, convict us. Help us, God. Hallelujah. So we see the enemy comes with fiery darts. So Ephesians 6.16. So let's go there because this is really important of where these thoughts are coming from. Above all, taking the shield of faith where with you shall be able to quench. And that word quench means to extinguish, to completely put out. So not just, you know, it's extinguish, get rid of the thing. Not just to dabble in it a little bit, extinguish the dart, all the fiery darts. It doesn't just say some and some may hit, but it's just putting that shield of faith up. Put up that shield of faith. And all that word fiery means to kindle, to be ignited, to be inflamed with. And so what the enemy's trying to do is he's trying to hit your mind with those darts to inflame anger, to inflame lust, to inflame greed, to inflame offense. And he's just nonstop trying to, oh, which, like, like fishing, oh, which bait are they going to take? Which one are they going to take if I just fight? Oh, that one works. Let's go that one again and again and again and again. Till eventually we take it on and we believe it's us and then offense grows in our heart and then all of a sudden it's bitterness and resentment and anger and it poisons everything. 
We've got to get it up here when that dark comes to be offended at a brother or sister or whatever it is that we nip it in the bud right there. No, that's not true. That's not honest, God. That's not just. It's not pure. It's not lovely, God. I want to meditate on lovely things about other people. I want to meditate on lovely things about myself because it will be going hard. You, Christian, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. Who are you? to you know, call yourself a Christian and all this stuff. It's all from the enemy. That's why we must believe what God says about us and not what the enemy says. God's given us everything that we need to quench all the fiery darts. And I'm telling you, if we can um, learn and recognize the truth from error, in our thinking, we can stop those lies at the thought and it goes no further. enemy won't have a stronghold in your mind and you'll just be able to be free to just be able to worship God and just be able to love people love God and love people freely without offense without criticism without judgment we're all rowing the same boat we're all on the same team Jesus said a kingdom divided against itself will never stand we're all on the same boat man all for the kingdom of God that His name would be glorified, that His kingdom would advance. That's what we're all here for, amen? Thank you, Jesus. And so God is interested in our inward world, what we're thinking on and what we're meditating on. And what we're meditating on needs to produce fruit. And so God said, um, you know, even the words out of our mouth will produce life or they'll produce death. So whatever we're thinking, whatever we're meditating on is producing something. Whether it's for God's kingdom or the enemy's kingdom. And so 1 Corinthians 3.14. Let's look what love is. This is what this thinking should produce in our lives. So I'm going to go to a different color. Is this challenging anyone here? Come on, it's good. It's good to change. It's good to, good to just remember this stuff. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, so this is what love is. God is love. Can anyone see that? It says love is. Hallelujah. Love is patient. Uh-oh. I wonder why he's put that one first. <laughs> oh, praise you, Jesus. Love is kind. Love is not envious. got it up there. Okay, I'll do that then. Uh, love is not puffed up. So next one's not puffed up. I'll let you guys do it. You guys, everyone can read it. Hallelujah. Does not behave indecently. Does not seek her own. It's not selfish. Love is not easily provoked. It's not easily angered. 
That's why God put patience at the start, amen? Thinks no evil. Wow. Thinks no evil. Even when Jesus was here on this earth, he didn't have the ability to, to think evil. God is love. He did have the ability, but he didn't. How amazing would that be? It says that we have the mind of Christ, that if we can get this right, then we too won't have to struggle with all those thoughts. It says we've been given the mind of Christ. It's just a matter of training and disciplining and, and, and teaching our mind. No, this is the way to think and getting quicker to nip it in the bud. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Rejoices in the truth. Hallelujah. Love quietly covers all things. Believes all things. Endures all things. It's not easily angered. And it keeps no records of wrong. That's a huge one because we can so have an argument or a dispute with someone and all of a sudden we've got a great big filing cabinet of everything they've done wrong, everything they've said wrong and you did this and you did this and you did this and you did this. Who's got one of them? But Jesus said, I didn't impute your trespasses against you. And that word impute means count. God doesn't count those wrongdoings even against Him. When we come and we ask for forgiveness, He cleanses us from all unrighteousness and washes us clean again. And so we've got to be the same with people. If God forgave me all the debt, everything that I'd ever done wrong, oh my goodness, I don't have the right. I don't have the right to hold anything against anyone. I don't have the right. We need to be a people that are quick to forgive, quick to forget. Imagine if, imagine if every time we did something wrong and God pulls out this big, long filing cabinet of what we do wrong. Man, praise God, He forgives us. Praise God, He forgives us, but we need to have a short account with people to clear it up quickly. If you've got offense, if you're upset at a brother or sister, clean it up real quick. Hallelujah. This is also what it needs to produce, the fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to finish here. So when we think like this, we need to line it up, make sure those thoughts is what I'm thinking about, is what I'm meditating on these things. Because if we can get that right, then we're going to start manifesting and we're going to start showing patience and we're going to start showing kindness and we're going to start, um, you know, believing all things. And the fruit of the Spirit, this is what we want to produce. Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Love, joy, peace, forbearance or long-suffering, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
And if our lives aren't, if our lives aren't reflecting those things, then, then we've really got to take stock of this. We've really got to take stock and just say, God, what am I focusing on? What am I meditating on? God, what am I, what, what's going on in here? Because God, my, my life and my thoughts, they're not looking anything like this. And so God wants us to, to even just this week, even write down some of the thoughts that you're having or continual torments that come or these certain patterns, even write down three things and have a line on one side, lies, even three top keys that you, you're really struggling with, you're really battling with within yourself. Those fiery darts just come like a bombardment in those areas. And then write down lies on one side, truth on the other. And then what you do is writing it down helps because you can see so clear when you write it down. This is the lie of the enemy, but God's Word says I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. And we can see. And when that, when that thought comes, we hold up that shield of faith. You know, I'm ugly or I'm not good enough or whatever. I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. And when we begin to start speaking what God said, I'm telling you, you'll walk in victory. You'll walk in the greatest victory you've ever had because none of those fiery darts, nothing of anything will touch you because you've stopped it up here. Hallelujah. So I just want to recap quickly. So you've been given authority over what you choose to meditate on. Every single one of us has, has been given a spirit of self-control. Don't let your thoughts just run riot. Grab a hold of them. Take them captive. Examine them. Hold them up to the light. Hold them up to the light. Is this God? Separate them. That's of God. That's not. That's of God. That's not. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. And is what you're meditating on currently is it producing fruit? Is it producing fruit in your marriage? Is it producing fruit in your family life? Is it producing fruit as you go to work? Is it producing the fruit of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you guys. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this one or for other information, check out our website at firechurch.com.au.